Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. We are continuing our draft analyst series, um, review series, with the NFC North. We did the NFC East yesterday. Getting a lot of feedback from you guys on these. You seem to like them quite a bit. I dig it. We are brought to you by SeatGeek today. Again, the sponsors keep rolling in. This thing's growing. I appreciate it. Please spread the word. Let's talk Bears. So, since the draft has gone down, I have been asked, as every year, on the air many times, who are your favorite drafts? Who are your least favorite drafts? And my standard answer has been, you know what? This has been such a deep draft class. And this is unusual because I'm asked these things, these same questions every year. Usually I have five, six, seven teams where I say, man, I, I, I didn't agree with their approach. Or they took some guys too early. Or didn't address the needs they should have. Or this year... I've really had a difficult time coming up with teams that I disagree with the way they handled the draft, except for the Bears. And I know they're the easy target, and everybody in the world is killing them because they gave up those couple thirds and mid-round picks to move up only one spot, and John Lynch fleeced them, and that doesn't bother me all that much. You know, I mean... If Mitchell Trubisky is a franchise quarterback, nobody's going to remember or care about those things. Um, And I'm still not 100% convinced that the Browns or whomever didn't have interest in getting to two. I I don't know that it's a fact that the Bears were bidding against themselves. So they got insurance. They got insurance for a guy that they love in Mitchell Trubisky. Where I differ is I just don't love Mitchell Trubisky. (laughs) And so, in a draft that's all about Mitchell Trubisky, if you love him and you think he's the next Andrew Luck or Carson Wentz, then this is a great draft. I don't think he's anywhere close to those guys for many reasons. Uh, One of which is we only saw a one-year starter and I didn't love how he finished the, the season, To you know, the second half of the season. I didn't think he was as good as the first. I don't think he's a great passer. I, I think his accuracy is okay, not great. Um, I don't see a trait that blows you away. I'm not sure that Mike Glennon's not better. You know, I mean, even two years from now. And I'm interested to see what happens to Glennon. So, I mean, that's that. I mean, what else am I going to tell you? I, I, I don't think Mitchell Trubisky's close to being a, a top five type of draft pick. You know, that... If it were me, I would have sat at three and I would have taken Jamal Adams and I would have attacked this secondary. Well, in the fourth round, they got Eddie Jackson, a safety. I I hear his knee is still a big problem, Um, but I like the player. He's probably a second-round talent. But, you know, they only had five picks in this draft, a first, a second, two fourths, and a fifth. 
And when you look at it, who's going to help them this year? Probably no one. I mean, and that includes Adam Shaheen, who I'm rooting for. You know, I went to Pitt Johnstown, for you guys don't know, it's a branch campus at the University of Pittsburgh in Johnstown. Very different than Pitt. I could have went to Pitt, but I went to Johnstown. It's kind of out in the woods. Um, And we've had two NFL guys now. And Adam Shaheen, Carlton Hasselrig was the other. He he was a great wrestler and went to the Steelers as an offensive lineman. And we don't have a football program. Uh, That should be noted, I guess, in this this equation. But anyway, Shaheen went to UPJ as a basketball player, decided to transfer to Ashland to give football a shot, and dominated at the very low-level competition. So I like him. I mean, he's a giant person that could probably stand to lose 10 or 15. But tight ends rarely contribute, you know, now anyways. His his learning curve has to be gigantic. Jackson, the third-round pick, is still injured. I mean, Cohen, the, the running backs, might see the field in some scat-back-type situations, but it's going to be Jordan Howard all the time. And they, they do have some other backs of note already. And Jordan Morgan's another tiny school dude from Kutztown, which is close to around here too. You know, I mean, is a PA school, a guard, which they don't need guards. <laughs> so, if I'm wrong about Trubisky, the Bears hit a home run. You know, if the whole draft is about the one dude and it's your franchise quarterback, and he's a 12-year starter and goes to six or seven Pro Bowls, then this was a great draft. I just think this was the draft I liked the least in the entire league. And most of it's because I just don't believe in Trubisky. I, I don't know how else to say it. I mentioned our buddies at SeatGeek. Uh, they're sponsoring the show today as they do once a week, every week. They're the best. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games or hockey games. I almost went to the Penn game last night and they look terrible and I'm grumpy and there's that. So, Game 7 is upon us. I don't like our chances in Washington. But anyway, SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to see up close and in person this season. You can also do uh, concerts and you know stand-up. We're thinking about, still thinking about going to see Chris Rock in a week or two. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. I have I now have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for this weekend or any game this season, baseball, hockey, whatever. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek prices compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on its value. You'll immediately see, much like the draft, you'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, you guys all get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase, and this is what you do. You download the SeatGeek app. Boom, nothing to it. Go to the t- Settings tab and click Add a Promo Code. Boom, nothing to it. Enter the promo code L-O-N-F-L, as in Locked On NFL. SeatGeek will send you 20 bucks in the mail after you made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code L-O-N-F-L now. So let's go to Detroit. Detroit 
had first, a second, a third, two fourths, a fifth, two sixths, and a seventh. So they're bringing quite a quite a quite a lot of new blood. I didn't love their draft either. I mean, I, I guess the answer to my question of what draft do you like least, the Lions might be second on the list, on second to last. And that's not a knock on Jared Davis at all. That's a fine pick. It's a chalk pick. It's a double. They absolutely need a <laughs> a defensive leader and every down second level player. They need everything on defense, frankly. Um, and I think he'll fit fine. I don't think he'll be a bust. I don't think he's going to be Ray Lewis. I think he'll be a quality player that plays a lot of snaps and assuming you know he stays healthy and helps right away. I'm cool with that pick. That is absolutely a B. It's a double. It's good work. Then they go back to Florida in the second round and take Tease Tabor, who plays like a first-rounder and tests like an undrafted free agent corner. And in this scheme that plays a lot of zone, that probably works. Still at 53, being on the small side and very much on the slow side worries me you know I mean he's probably he's gonna probably play opposite Slay who I like a lot I don't know if Tabor will will play some slot or not that's a good question I'm just kind of thinking that one right now but they certainly need a corner his tape is good big school should come in and help immediately again I'm kind of lukewarm on that one um Kenny Galladay from Northern Illinois I didn't know a ton about before this. I mean, he's a smaller school guy. Didn't have a lot of buzz. And I thought this was very high for him. But he has size and he has speed. And overall, the Lions receivers lack that combination. So, okay, 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 okay. The, almost all these picks could have been around later. You know, like, if you take Tabor in the third and Galladay in the fourth, now you're talking. You know, I mean, in the fourth, they got... Reeves Mabin, another linebacker. Again, a massive need position that I assume they hope that he'll line up next to Davis for the next hundred years and be wonderful. Okay. Uh, Michael Roberts from Toledo is a bigger, heavier tight end, a touchdown machine in the Mac, a very different body type skill set than Eric Ebron. Okay. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with that. But you've made five picks and you haven't addressed your pass rush. You know, and I assume that they expect much more from Ezekiel Ansah. Ziggy Ansah, you know, next year, he'll be healthier. But it's a problem, man. I mean, you go five picks. Actually, you go six now. They took Jamal Agnew. And then finally, they come around to Ledbetter in the sixth. Um, Kaya in the sixth as well. I didn't expect him to fall that far. Um Some of these quarterbacks fell more than I thought, to to be very honest. You know, Dobbs and uh, Peterman and Kaya all the way to the sixth round. Um, Maybe he develops into a number two. Really needs to work on being able to handle pressure. He he does not deal with pressure well at all. So overall, I'm not enthused with the Lions. not enthused with either one of these drafts we've talked about thus far. Now, a draft I certainly like more than the first two is the Green Bay Packers. And they brought in 10 players, uh, traded out of the first round for the first pick in day two, which I think would be a fun pick to own. I would think you get a lot of offers over the course of the night before you make, you know, all day before you pick. And ended up with Kevin King, who I think is a steal at 33. 
Well, let's combine these two. You know, with their their own second round pick, they took Josh Jones, a very size, speed, striker, safety, and Kevin King's a king size uh, cornerback that tested really well, including the change of directions, three cone. He's not a big stiff at all. So why is that important for the Packers? Well, first of all, we saw what happened when, you know, at the end of last season where they had depleted, depleted corner play. And you saw guy, you know, you saw Gunter act as their number one corner in the Sam Shields role against Julio and Dez and Odell to finish the year. And that's a problem. You know, that this system, Dom Caper system blitzes a lot puts a lot of stress on their defensive backs, especially their corners. They play a lot of man. They got to have quality players there. You know, Ted Thompson's not going to go out and sign stuff on Gilmore. So they've drafted him. You know, in 2015, they drafted Randall and Rollins back to back. Ha Ha Clinton Dix is a first round pick who I think is going to be a star. Wrote an article about that recently. But to get King at 33 and Jones at 61, Jones doesn't have a clear path to playing time. Burnett is a very good player. I mentioned HaHa, who I think is great. Um, but maybe there's more big nickel situations or Jones takes over for Burnett and saves some money in the near future. King, I would think, is an instant starter. And the size is phenomenal. You know, I mean, to deal with you know the big receivers in today's NFL. I don't know that they'll immediately ask him to be the shadow, the number one corner on this team. You would think that Randall or Rollins would be capable. And, you know, the, the, the secondary now is loaded with talent. I mean, so clearly that was what they thought was the biggest problem. And if you watch the end of the last year, you know, the, the last six, seven, eight weeks of, of Packer tape, uh, that is very much true. So they stuck on defense with the next two picks with Montrevis Adams, late third rounder. Kind of a boomer bust pick, but if he booms, he could hit big for them. A lot of ability. Uh, I would think he'll be used as an interior pass rusher from day one. Um, hopefully they can get enough out of him because they could that could be a very good payoff for them. Vince Beagle is certainly a local favorite. Some think he really isn't all that much different than T.J. Watt. Um, stays basically at home. Edge guy. Uh, plays really hard. Packer fans will love him. There will be Beagle jerseys in the seats. Um, but will he be an immediate starter? I don't know. Uh, maybe not, maybe not, but uh, I like the pick, you know, I mean, that was, uh, the first pick in the fourth round, um, which they got in the trade. So, uh, he's kind of like the bonus prize for moving down, uh, to pick up King, which worked out quite well for them too. So it's, it is of note that they took two running backs, one, the fifth, one, the seventh in Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Um, People out there really like Jones. I didn't know a lot about him when they took him, but I, I know more now. Um, he's a low, good, balanced, good receiving, all-around tough back from UTEP. Um, don't forget about him. Don't think that all of a sudden Jamal Williams is going to challenge Ty Montgomery and this Jones guy is going to be camp fodder. I don't think that's the way it's going to go. And I like Jamal Williams. I think he's another tough downhill back. Not real dynamic, gets what's blocked in a little more, doesn't offer a ton in the receiving game, but there's you know he's a quality chain mover and certainly something they could use. So I like those two picks. 
Um, I was shocked that Malachi Dupree lasted to the 247th pick overall. There's certainly ability there. It wouldn't shock me at all if Green Bay harnessed that ability and it turned him into a guy good with the ball in his hands, big, you know, decent speed. He has tools. And D'Angelo Yancey's another receiver from Purdue. They always seem to take a receiver or two, and they have they've had a lot of success with them. So uh, I, I trust the Packers to develop one of these two receivers. Overall, good draft, clear goals in mind, fix the secondary, help the defense, throw in some ancillary pieces, including you know two running backs, which is of note. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. The last team to discuss, of course, is the Minnesota Vikings, who did not have a first-round pick. They did not pick until the 41st pick overall, which is Dalvin Cook. First off, many of you might not agree with me, but the Sam Bradford trade was a success for the Vikings. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater may never play again, and frankly, I don't think he's as good as Bradford, period. I thought Bradford, behind a zero offensive line, performed pretty well. If they can boost to that line, which it looks like they have, and maybe get him a little more vertical, I think Sam Bradford's a you know top 20 quarterback, and those guys don't grow on trees. They cost you first-round picks. This is a good deal for the Vikes. Bradford will keep them competitive. Hopefully with a strong running game now on Cook's shoulders and a great defense, which I think will return to being a great defense. I like the Cook fit here. By all accounts, um, the worry, I mean, getting him out of Miami was important, you know, to, from a character standpoint and who he's running with. That doesn't mean he can't bring his boys up to Minnesota. But I bet the social scene in inner city Miami and is a little different than Minneapolis. Just a hunch, you know, and the weather might be a little different too. Um, that's concern with him. His combine was bad for, you know, what he shows on tape. He struggles in protection and he can fumble some, so that might take him a while to get on the field. But boy, is his tape good. You know, that he he's way better to me than, than Murray or McKinnon. He's the every down guy. He may quickly become the foundation of the offense if he thinks if he is what we think and apparently they think he can be. A lot of touches in his future. Catching, you know, receiving as well. Dump-offs. Probably never going to be a real sophisticated uh, wide receiver route type of receiving back. But I would think a lot of screens, a lot of quick-hitting stuff to him. Um, I, I like this pickup a lot. I, I think he's going to help out quite a bit. I mean, he could be rookie of the year. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure it's my, my, my pick, but I think he could come in and be really good for these guys. My favorite pick of the draft, though, was getting Elfline with the 70th pick overall. Exactly what they need. They've addressed tackle more in free agency. Hopefully that works out a little better than I thought, or than I think. Um, but this guy has that, you know, many years starter at guard or center feel about him. Low bust potential. I think Cook's going to run behind Elfline many, many times over the next, you know, 
four years and hopefully more. Real solid pick. I thought Jaleel Johnson was also a real solid pick. Unfortunately, this is probably brought on by Sharif Floyd's condition, you know, and were you ever going to see ever going to see the field again? You know, where where does he stand? Um, that uh, that's sad. But Johnson is a two-way defensive tackle. He's not just a plugger. He's not just a penetrator. He can stand to get a little stronger, from what I understand. Um, but a, another quality player that I think will help now and you know for several years to come. A, a nice contributor that you pick up in the fourth round. Ben Gideon is also sort of fits that mold. Is makes a lot of plays. Not a lot of downside to him. Not a lot of upside to him. Just didn't know if they needed him. I mean, I like their linebackers. I, I would think that they see some Chad Greenway in him. Uh, obviously, they're going to see a lot of special teams in him. So, okay. Um, I can't say I'm doing backflips over that one, though. They took two receivers, Rodney Adams from South Florida and Stacy Coley from the U. I thought Coley would go much earlier than this. So he's the name to watch there. I mean, I bet that he he has some electric to him. I, I think he could be a really good player for them. Um, they ended up with four seventh-round picks that, honestly, I don't know a ton about. They also took another interior player from the U, Isadora, another big-bodied guard. Absolutely makes sense. Uh, Bucky Hodges, you know, I thought he'd be a fourth-rounder, like many did. You know, that he's a big wide receiver, a very big wide receiver. There was some rumbling about off-the-field stuff, but I've never really heard that, cons- you know, you know, confirmed. At this stage of the draft, that's a great pick. You know, throw him jump balls, line him up outside the numbers, get him against little corners, find a niche for him. They can use certainly use another receiving weapon. He's not a tight end. I don't know what they'll call him or what he'll end up being in the program. But he's a big receiver, and as wide receivers go, he's not the most fluid or shifty, that's for sure. But he's tall, he's fast, he has some ball skills, he's an interesting guy. I hope they have a plan in place for him. So, the plan in place here is tomorrow will be NFC South, then Twitter Thursday, then NFC West, and that will be the weekend. So, over and out. Take care.